0: 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. The Word of God says this. It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went in from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here this morning uh, uh, to to read and study the Word of God, to worship you, Lord Father, in a way that's pleasing unto you. Uh, We thank you for the Sunday school hour that you blessed us with. We thank you for the choir. We thank you, uh, Lord Father, for that special. And uh, We just pray, Lord, now that you would help us uh, to preach the Word of God. Uh, uh, Lord, we we ask you to just help us, uh, a needy preacher, Lord, that we uh, uh, need your help each and every day of the the week. Uh, Every hour, Lord Father, we cry unto you. We need help, Lord Father, from above. And Lord, we need you in this time, Lord Father, with the church this morning. Uh, our members, Lord Father, need you. Our, our people that are here and represented uh, uh, need the Spirit, Lord Father, just to indwell among them, to, to help them, Lord Father, to convict them, to uh, draw them closer to you before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. You can be seated in the book of 2nd Kings uh, chapter 4 uh, if you understand a little bit what uh, Elisha's going through you back up to chapter 3 you don't have to go uh, very far to realize uh, everything that's going on in Elisha's life Uh, Elisha's just had to fight the uh, Moabites and uh, if you read back to verse 16 in chapter 3 uh, (coughs) you read through there it says make the uh, valley uh, uh, full of ditches Uh, uh, the children of Israel had to go out and dig holes (laughs) in a big open place and God promised them uh, that uh, you wouldn't see the rain, you wouldn't see what was going on, but we're going to fill up them ditches full of water uh, for your people to have water there and, and for things to go on and to supply you your every need. Uh, he just fought a war and uh, some horrible things that happened in this war. It even says in, in, in verse, I believe, 26 or 27 that the king of uh, uh, Moab, or the king that he was fighting there, he took his son upon the walls that he was fighting and he he even uh, just killed his own son uh, there on the wall trying to make a sacrifice uh, to help him. It was very bad bad. I think the Bible uses the word uh, there was strong indignation. There was uh, bad things going on with the children of Israel. They had seen bad things. Uh, uh, they were probably tired. Uh, uh, but you see that it, it just continues on in Scripture. You don't really see a break. Uh, uh, there could possibly have been one but it says, Now uh, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha uh, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Uh, and now I'd like to think that this was very uh, relatively soon after this war, after this fight. Uh, I would even like to think that this woman, it doesn't say, uh, but her, her husband had just died in this battle. Uh, her husband had, 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 put, had the sword put to him, had died and passed away uh, fighting for the Lord. And she even goes to Elisha, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And it says, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. Uh, and the creditor is come. Now, uh, the most important thing, I believe, in this whole scripture is the sense of urgency. Uh, we, we need to realize that he isn't coming. Uh, he isn't coming next week or in a month. Uh, he is come hey today he is going to be here. He's, gonna, he's right outside the walls. He's, he's waiting in my living room. hey he's looking for, <coughs> for me to pay back uh, the debt that I have uh, that was scary. This woman here was in a very scary situation uh, she was looking for any which way that she could, uh, she didn't have anything, uh, uh, she was looking for a blessing, uh, uh, she was looking for a handout uh, uh, she was looking for help uh, hey today the people of God sometimes uh, uh, we wait until the very last moment kind of like she. Hey, the creditor has come uh, and we wait until the very last moment uh, uh, to seek help uh, and we look and we pray uh, uh, we go to God for Him to help us, uh, we say how can you help me God uh, and we cry and we Shed tears. Uh, we ask other people to pray for us, and that's exactly what this woman's doing. The creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. I can't imagine losing my little old boy. I love him dead. Now, he's he's wild crazy. My little old girl same way. They're both hey. They're preachers' kids. I know they're going to be bad and crazy. I was too. And I couldn't imagine a creditor coming to take my children to be slaves to pay off a debt that I owed. Uh, to pay off a debt that if I I somehow passed away and my wife couldn't pay, that had to take my children. Uh, What a scary, scary situation. I want you to know, church, today, there are scary situations in your life that you go through each and every week, day, month, year. There are times uh, that you pray to God and you look for Him to supply your every need. Uh, You will cry. You will shed tears. uh, uh, You will look to a prophet. uh, You may look to a preacher. uh, You may look to a deacon of church uh, uh, for all the help that you can get. And that's exactly what she did. she cried unto Elisha but I want you to focus just now on verse 2 and Elisha said unto her what shall I do for thee truly what could Elisha do for this woman truly if you came to me today and you said Zach I owe this and I, I need to do this Zach I, I have a disease that I can't get rid of uh, I, I've never been the one with healing powers I haven't I, if you come to me uh, uh, seeking for me to be like old, old Peter when he walked through town and his shadow was cast on people and he was healed uh, I'm not some kind of divine healer I'm not some kind of uh, divine prophet where I can uh, tell you exactly what's going to happen next week uh, we see here in this Old Testament scripture uh, uh, she knew that Elisha had something Though she knew that there was power in what Elisha had her even husband her Her husband was following uh, Elisha and doing the will of God. But she said, he said, uh, what shall I do for thee? In reality, he could not do much of anything. Uh, he could maybe give her a, few, uh, a little bit of money if he had anything. He could give, him, uh, give her clothes. Uh, but I want you to know, that wasn't going to fit her need. Uh, uh, giving her a little, bit of, a little bit of money or a little bit of clothing or a little bit of warmth. Uh, hey, saying, I'll pray for you. Uh, that doesn't answer immediate needs. Uh, there was a need in her life that had to be met. And she went to Elisha, cried out unto her, and he said, what shall I do? And the, and the, what he responds is, "Tell me what thou hast in the house." Well, we've got to stop right there in scripture. Hey, church today, I want to ask you, and this is a, a thought process, and I don't know how long it's going to last. We might we might be on a minute. I don't know. But we need to ask ourselves, what can God use? We need to ask ourselves, what can God use in our lives? What can God use right now that we have that we we can get a hold of? He says, what is in thy house? She said, thine handmaid, not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. A pot of oil. I want you to realize that's not much. That's not much. If you read how big the pot could have been, you want to get into real deep studies on the math of, of the course or the gallons or whatever. Uh, there was just a little bit of oil in the house. Uh, there was maybe enough to cook one or two meals, uh, just to get a little bit. Uh, she had nothing to her name. Uh, she may have even been leasing or renting uh, the residence she was living in. She couldn't just get rid of anything. Uh, she had a pot of oil, it uh, was the only thing that she had in her possession. I want you to know she didn't have anything. But Elisha asked what she had. What matters more than anything else in your life sometimes is what you've got. Right then and right there. Uh, praise the Lord. Sometimes we've got just enough. Praise the Lord. I'm getting ahead of myself in the scriptures. Uh, but we want to think about uh, the oil that was supplied of her, the things that she had. Uh, what did Elisha tell her to do? And then he said, go. We preached that three messages ago. Y'all remember that? Go. Go. Borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Now, I'd like to think about being this woman here that she was a widow now and she had two sons she was about to lose. He's come. Hey, the debt the debt collector is here now ready to take them. And what Elisha tells her to do, hey, you got some oil in your house. I want you to go borrow a whole bunch of vessels. I want you to realize right out of the gate uh, some things that he said in that particular piece of Scripture. I want you to know it says right there that you've got to go. Go do some things that don't make no sense. When God tells you to do something or other, it may not make no sense to you whatsoever. He'll tell you to go visit somebody. He'll tell you to pray for somebody, text them, to call them, to hug their necks, to cook them a meal and just bring it over to them. He'll tell you to do things. You'll look back and say, Lord, why in the world am I doing that? They don't come up to church half the time, no way. They ain't never friendly to me. They don't do anything that I ever ask them to do. They're not nice. I don't know why I got to go out of my way to bless them hey, the Lord tells you to give a little bit extra to the church Uh, uh, Lord why do you want me to do that Uh, I can barely make ends meet Uh, the the, the Lord will tell you to do multiple things in your life and I know because I've been partakers of that He'll tell you to do things and you'll say Lord why that makes no sense Lord. Why would I do that? I'd like to think of this old woman. She had a little old a pot of oil. And what does Elisha tell her to do? Hey, go to all thy neighbors. What does it say? It said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels. Just borrow not a few. Get as many up as you can. Hey, Praise the Lord. Sometimes uh, we need a little help from a neighbor, don't we? Uh, sometimes we need help from somebody in the church house. Uh, we need help from uh, even unsaved people. It didn't say to go to all your friends. Uh, it said to go to all your neighbors. Uh, ask them for help, uh, praise the Lord sometimes we got to get out of our old comfort zone uh, we scared to go knock on doors and tell people the gospel of Jesus uh, and she had to go knock on doors and ask her to borrow something from her uh, she might not even be known that way uh, I need to borrow your oil, uh, I'm a widowed woman and I have nothing left uh, but a man of God has told me to borrow your vessels I need to come and borrow these things and what happens verse 4 Verse four, verse 4 and 5 kind of go together. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went in from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Elisha gave her very simple instructions. Ain't it real nice to get real simple instructions sometimes? But what what those instructions were, I want you to realize this woman right here thought Elijah was nuts, I guarantee it. Uh, She was a follower of God. Her her husband was a follower of God. I believe that she believed in the power of everything. We don't see doubt in the Scriptures, but anybody who's got any common sense whatsoever will tell you in the back of your mind, she's thinking, what in the world am I doing? Because he ain't told her what's going to happen. Sometimes when you serve the Lord and you're serving Him and you're doing things and it does not make any sense why you're doing them, you may feel like you're beating an old dead horse, uh, uh, going over and over and doing things, but God has a plan in everything that we're doing. It may not make no sense to the church house. It may not make no sense to you. It may not make no sense to your wife or your husband, the things that God has placed in your life, but there is a point. Go borrow all those vessels you can. And then go into the room where the oil's at. I want you to shut the doors. There's going to be something special here going on in your life. Uh, Ain't nobody else needs to see it but you and your family. Ain't it good to go home and shut the doors with you and your family and just have a good old gospel prayer meeting and have a good old time to love on each other and to rejoice and think about what God has placed in our lives. And we had Thanksgiving here recently. I want you to know, I hope there was a time that we got as a family together and we realized the thankfulness that we should have and she closed those old doors up. Uh, and she had her sons go out and get them old vessels. Uh, bring them in. I like to think the room was just full of vessels. It don't say how many they got, uh, but they got enough. They went out and they got those vessels. She did exactly as the prophet told her to do. In verse 6 it says, And it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Things Things happen in our lives blessings happen in our lives and we don't even realize we're going on that woman had no idea she had just been doing what the lord told her to do she kept on working she kept on doing what elisha had instructed and what happened the oil didn't run out the oil kept going there was vessels and vessels i don't know how many they went through filling up But I want you to realize she just kept on going, didn't even realize, give me another vessel, there's no more. (laughs) Ain't it good to know that God will supply everything you need and you won't even realize it. Things will be going so good and at the end of the day, you ain't dropped dead, you ain't had a heart attack, uh, you ain't had some kind of horrible thing happen to you, ain't had no car wreck, uh, ain't had nothing bad happen to you all day long. And you need to realize how much God has blessed you. We go through so many days and don't realize how much God has protected us. I've heard stories of people, you know, this morning I, I had to run late because I had to let the dog out, run three minutes late usually than I do from work, come up on a car wreck that happened three minutes before they got there, killed everybody in the car wreck. And we don't even realize that how much God blesses us. We show up and do things and, and we, we almost, uh, we, we complain about things that go on in our lives that sometimes are just so many blessings. I, I, I want I want you to know I have young children and there's a lot of times uh, that I, Whoa, and they're screaming and pitching a fit and acting crazy. I say, Lord, help me. What in the world's wrong with these children? But then when they're so sweet, I, say, I realize the blessings that God is in there. I listen to y'all whine and complain in the church house, and then y'all just send me nice text messages and give me encouragement. And I say, Well, sometimes I say, Well, I need to, I quit about every other week, Brother Dwayne. I want you to know that. I just, Well, I don't know if I need to go back there or not. And then I get lifted up. We go through hard times. We are n- none of us can escape that. Right. None of us are going to be able to escape the hard times. None of us are going to be able to get away from hard times as this widow woman did. It was time. She needed help. She went to the one that could provide it. Praise the Lord. And what happened? He provided when she didn't even realize it. She did something that didn't make no sense. Her sons and everybody got together as a family and God provided Ain't it good to know that when the family gets together and works for the common good, things happen. When the family members of Christ come together and they work for the common good, hey, the old oh, oil oh, will keep going in that old, old vessel, keep filling vessels up. Hey, when the church starts working, if we're worried about the old seats in the house being full, I want you to know the church has got to get together and start praying. And I want you to know that old oh, oil oh, will just keep on running. I'm not trying to preach to us that we've got to increase numbers, but I want you to know something. The Lord gave us a great commission. We done preached for three weeks straight. It said, go make disciples and baptize. And that's a problem we have in this church. I ain't seen nobody baptized in a good sense in a long time. Hey, The Bible shows us that healthy church growth is when unchurched people are coming to the church house. The people that don't go to church, I'm not talking about taking cows and moving them to different pastures. I'm talking about taking and having new cows, having new baths baptisms, having new babes in Christ. uh, The Bible shows us that that is healthy growth. The vessels were full, and she said unto her son, bring me another one. There's not no more, mama. There's not no more vessels. It says in verse 7, Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt. What does it say after that, though? (laughs) Oh boy, you just read that scripture, and you You would think God would just provide her needs. That's what a lot of people think. Oh, God's just gonna provide what you need. We'll see what God provided. said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and what does it say? And live thou and thy children of the rest. I'm glad when God provides, He don't provide halfway. I'm glad when God provides it just just is enough. I'm glad that when God provides, it just isn't just a squeak, just the hair of your chin that you made it. It isn't you paid all the debt that you had to pay for the month and you had a penny left in the bank account. It isn't you give all the love that you have and you're just dog tired and you, you fall asleep. That's not God will give you what you need and even beyond what you ever imagined that you need. Beyond it and not even realize it. Praise the Lord. I'm glad that He's so good to me. He gives me above and beyond everything that I've ever wanted. And beyond what, he's ever, what I've ever wanted. I want you to know, I, I've just been blessed. I, I could probably write a book on the blessings that God has put in my life. And if you've lived very long, you should be able to too. But God will use things. There's two other pieces of Scripture that we're going to look at. We're not going to spend a lot of time on them. But you need to realize that God, what can God use? He can use what you got. He can use what you got. Oh, we've already said this in Scripture before. We've said it behind the pulpit here recently. I don't remember when I said it. The book of Exodus chapter 4, verses 2, it says, And the Lord said unto him, what is in thine hand, <laughs> Moses? I've seen an old burning bush out on a fieldside. He walked over to that old bush and said, "Take off your shoes for you're standing on holy ground." He started talking to him. He said, "Lord, uh, uh, who am I?" Is what he says exactly. He said, uh, "You're going to be the person that sets the children of Israel free. He said, uh, they're not going to know who I, who am I going to say that sent me." He says, "You're going to see the great I am sent you. I am has sent you to them." And what does he say? Uh, he keeps on kind of arguing with him. We know the story. He goes on and says, oh, "Lord, what shall I do?" And he says, "What." what is in thine hand? We back up. Uh, what does Elisha say to the widow woman? He says, what is in thy house? Uh, God says unto Moses, what is in thy hand? And we know the story. He had the rod of God in his hand. He had an old stick that he used to shepherd sheep with. And what did God use that old stick for? He didn't use it to prop open a door. He didn't use it to shepherd sheep anymore. He used it for the power of God. He used it for God's honor and for God's glory. Hey, what did the widow woman do with a pot of oil? As she provided to uh, to pay the debt that her husband had and she provided uh, to feed her family. Why? It wasn't because of what Elisha did. It wasn't because of her honoring God. It was because of God. And that's it. We don't have to build on anybody else. Uh, You may have seen miracles happen in your life and I guarantee that you've have. you have probably seen wonderful things happen in your life. It wasn't because of doctors. It wasn't because of anybody that was wealthy. It wasn't because of you. It was because of God. God is what helped you. And he'll use what you already got. He won't make you go get nothing else. He won't make you, ah, you need to get something else in your life. You don't got nothing good enough. I won't never find a scripture where they say, well, what you had ain't good enough. (laughs) I hadn't found that yet. He'll use what you have. The other story is a very simple story most of us know. In the book of John, chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. So one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's son, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? What are they? We've seen in the scriptures, we've seen, praise the Lord, we've seen, hey, what's in the house? What's in your hand? And the response here is, what is it among so many? Just a little old small Two, uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. And we know what happens in the Scripture. They fed 5,000 men, possibly women and children. I won't get into uh, opinions on that. He fed a lot of folks with a little lad's lunch his mama probably packed for them for the day. Praise the Lord. He'll use what you already have. You don't have to acquire anything else. You don't have to uh, go out and buy things. We don't have to uh, pile our books full of theological books uh, uh, our libraries. We don't have to uh, go out and buy this and buy that to get closer to God. If God it will provide for you, uh, you can use exactly what you got and God will provide. You already have what you need, church. You know that? Right here in the church house right now, you have what you need. Now, I want a lot of things. And my wife would say, yeah, he wants lots of stuff. And I do. I'd like to have lots of things. I've, I've told the story. we used to have a two-car, we still have a two-car garage. And you can't fit a dirt back in there. It's always been that way. We pile stuff in that garage. Uh, I just got to have this. I got to buy that. And we sit it in the garage, and we have it. Uh, but I want you to know, God will use what you already have. You don't need anything else. Right here this morning, if you lost, praise the Lord, If you're lost, you've already got right here in this church what you need. When you leave this church, guess what? You're still going to have what you need. It's going to be right there with you. You can go home, you can go to school, you can go to work, you can go anywhere you want to. And if you want to cry out and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He'll be there. No matter where you're at, I'm glad he's that good. If you want to know what I need to have salvation, what do I need uh, to get out of this backslidden state, uh, or what do I need to get closer to God, you've already got it. Ain't that good? You've already got it. So is that what kind of theological point you're making? I'm telling you, we've been baptizing the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is everywhere in this place. He's everywhere. Even in these old roads. He's in the shower with you. He's at home with you. He's sitting next to the pew with you. He's inside of you if you save this morning. And if you need Him, I'm glad to know you ain't got to look far. You ain't got to acquire anything different. Uh, you don't need anything different. You have what you have, and that's what you need. He will use what you have in your life. You don't have to get nothing different. You don't have to repeat after me. Praise the Lord. You know, because, Lord, I'd really mess it up if you had to repeat after me. You don't have to repeat after me. You don't have to say this, say that. You need what's right there with you right now. What's with you, church? What's with you right now? He said, Lord, I, I need this. I need help. I want you to look next to you, not look to the person, I look right there in that open space. If you're a Christian, look down and try to look at your heart. Look at your body. You've got something within you, you don't have to go nowhere else. <laughs> Ain't that good to know you've got something with you? You ain't got to go to the baker's store to get no bread because He is everlasting life. He'll give us what we need. He'll give us the meat that will suffice us. He'll give us the water that will spring forth into everlasting life. He'll give us everything that we desire because He loves us. He's there with us. Church, if we want to see church grow, it's right here. Church, if we want to see souls say, it's right here. It's right here in this church house. It's right here with us. We don't have to look far. What can God use? What you got. What do you have that you can give to God today? It may be a phone. You've always used your phone to serve Facebook. And now you can use it to serve the Lord. It may be your car that you've always drove to work, but now you can use it to serve the Lord. It may be your wallet that you've always used to serve, self-serve yourself, but you can use it to serve the Lord. It may be the way that you can talk, that you've always used it to build yourself up, that you can build others up with. God wants to use what you've got, and you're overlooking it. And first of all, when you start letting God use it, you won't even realize it. You won't even realize how good God is till you let Him. As they get a verse or some song ready this morning, church, you can let God into your life. You can let Him use you. And He'll use the things that you already have. There ain't no qualifications. You don't have to go to a seminary school to serve the Lord. You don't have to pray five times a day and bow towards Mecca. You don't have to do all, all silly, sally stuff. Hey, you just need God. God will use what you have. And if you don't believe me, I can show you a whole lot more. All the way through Scripture, there's things that people just had. And God blessed it. What do you have this morning that you can let God use? What do you have this morning, right now, that you can give over to God and say, God, use this? I want you to know that's what we need in the church house today. We need people to realize what can God use? He can use what you got.